This is the Press Box with Granny and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Joining us now out here on Radio Row is Ross Tucker. He's got the Ross Tucker podcast. He's also on the DraftKings stage right behind us before we even get here in the morning. <laughs> uh, I got to imagine doing anything morning on the East Coast and then having to come to a West Coast oh. Super Bowl. Not, not ideal. You know what? It's probably not ideal to wake up at 345, <laughs> but uh, I am a morning person. So I would prefer that over like 845 at night. Yeah, all right. I, I'm a morning person. I mean, I generally wake up back home in Pennsylvania between 4 to 5 a.m. So I get up pretty early as is. I guess what's different here is I'm kind of burning it at both ends a little bit. <laughs> right. How do you guys live here? You, we don't do anything you're doing. No, we, don't, <laughs> yeah. we don't do it. We are out in the suburbs. Yes. We are out in the suburbs. I mean, but even just the food. Oh, food's great so in this city. good. <laughs> I, I mean, and there's so many, like, buffets, and it's delicious. And, yeah, the food. Somebody asked me, I'm actually flying back tonight because my daughters are at a new school in Pennsylvania, and they have their daddy-daughter dance tomorrow night. Oh, so oh I'm there not you missing go. that. Nice. So someone was saying to me, what's going to be on your Super Bowl spread? Because people know me because I, I post press box food, hashtag Tuck Spreads on social media, at Ross Tucker NFL. I said, probably at this rate, lettuce and water. <laughs> lettuce and water is going to be my, uh, my Super Bowl spread. Wait, I saw you tweeted out when you got here. You went to In-N-Out right away. Yes, and also I went to a, a party last night for three hours, and I was drinking over at Circa, and, but there was no food. So my hotel happens to be right next to an In-N-Out. So I went to an In-N-Out by myself at 9.15 last night. Let me just tell you, that is how you have a good night's sleep. Drink for three hours. Have a double-double. Go double. to In-N-Out, have a double-double, animal style, and then pass out in your bed. That's a good day. That's Sounds a heck, like of, a day. heck yeah. of a day. Sounds like it. Ross Tucker here with us. Um, I want to ask you a little bit about uh, – off-season hires and the head coaching spots in the NFL. Was there a particular hire this off-season that you liked the most? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I have to almost go through them all in my head now. Um, Did you like Harbaugh? Did you like any of the defensive guys it's that hard, got hired it's hard, to, it's hard to argue against the Harbaugh one. Yeah. You know, that guy is a unique guy. I mean, he really wants to go back to the NFL because his brother won a Super Bowl and he didn't. Yeah. I mean, he's like 60 years old, yep. and he's still like at the I want to do what my brother did space. It's unbelievable. Like, he is – I mean, I don't know if that's if that's admirable or immature or what. I or think both. it's exactly what you do when you have a brother. But that's, it's that's just – what you do. It's funny. So it's hard to argue with that hire, I would say. I think actually um, if I had to pick one, I would pick – the Raiders. I really? Pick Antonio really? Pierce. Yeah. Really? Well, Antonio and I were rookie free agents with uh, Washington together. Okay. 2001. So I've known him for a long time. Uh, probably a little bit biased when you're a teammate with somebody and you're both undrafted rookies for Marty Schottenheimer and you both make the team and, like, earn playing time and stuff. So I'm rooting for him. But I guess why I like that one the most is because I feel like on some level Mark Davis righted a wrong. You know what I mean? Like, he never, ever, ever should have fired Rich Bisaccia and Mike Mayock. I thought that was ridiculous. Everything they went through that season with the Henry Ruggs incident and the Gruden emails and all that stuff, they make the playoffs. They win all those close games. 
they're inside the 10-yard line against the AFC champion Bengals on the road, and you're not going to – see, it was so stupid because he could have given Basaccia like a three-year deal. And then if it didn't go well after year one, then move on. But Mark Davis thought he was – does he own the station? Am I going to get fired? No, right no, like, not fine. at all. Am I going to get cut fine. off? Okay. You're absolutely fine. I didn't know if he owned the station. No, I was about does to not get own it. the station. All of a sudden, click, we're off the air. Um, he, he, was, he thought he was too good for them. He thought he was too good for Rich Passaccia. And I think what happened in the last two years at McDaniels was karma. I love Antonio Pierce. I do think the story, though, is the guys that didn't get hired. Right? Belichick, Pete Carroll, and Vrabel? Right. Are you kidding me? I mean, if you would have told me a year ago that none of those three guys would have jobs this year, I would have laughed in your face. <laughs> truly, it's really remarkable. And what it tells you is you have a lot of, um, I don't know if insecure owners is the right word, but you have a lot of owners that listen to other people in the organization and they were afraid of like a, a strong head coach coming in there and, and trying to have a lot of power. Well, we were just very upset that Antonio doesn't have any excitement to him. <laughs> Say it again? He's not very exciting. <laughs> Antonio. He doesn't he doesn't get up for things. He doesn't he doesn't really <laughs> doesn't really get you fired Listen, up about things. That's the way he <laughs> always was. You know, it's rare to be kind of a leader as an undrafted free agent, but he was pretty early on. You're pretty early on you could tell he had something a little bit different to him than other people do. Does he, that translate to players? I mean, you, you want to win, but does that translate to players? Yes. Yeah, I think it's one reason why Vrabel was such a good coach for the Titans. You know, you can tell when you're a player who sort of the uh, alpha among alphas is, who the leader among men, and no question, Vrabel's that kind of guy, as is Antonio Pierce. You know, there's a reason why he has guys like Coughlin helping him or Marvin Lewis. They have a lot of respect for what he was able to do when he was a player and a leader for their teams. You know, you could tell as a player that he had coach potential. How many times has Antonio Pierce said something and you're like, wait a minute, what the hell is he talking about? Because he did a Players' Tribune story and he said in there that there are about five guys in this NFL draft that are meant to be Raiders. The Raiders have nine picks in the draft. <laughs> so number, bad news number six and seven guys. are not going to be happy. <laughs> Did he say stuff like that? We're like, wait a minute, Antonio. We we got to calm down on that one right there. That is funny. I didn't uh, I, I I didn't hear about that one. <laughs> that is funny. Um, I know what the point he's making though, right? He, he wants a certain mentality. Although, isn't that like? What the Raiders said when they drafted like Jonathan Abram, yeah, you know that was Gruden's deal. That was Gruden's old thing. This guy's a Raider. He'll hit you and his personality. (laughs) Meanwhile, is Abram even in the league anymore? (laughs) Uh, You know what I mean? uh, He was with Seattle last year, like practice squad, man. You know, not good, not good at all. Ross Tucker with us. Uh, All right, so on the Super Bowl itself, uh, the main thing that I've been asking is that I watched. The Raiders beat the Chiefs. Aiden O'Connell didn't complete a pass in the last three quarters of that game, and the Chiefs still couldn't win. And I was convinced then the Chiefs weren't winning the Super Bowl. They couldn't win. They couldn't beat Aiden O'Connell. They're here. They're about to prove me wrong on Sunday. Have you noticed anything that's changed with them? Has there been any big significant switch for the Chiefs from the regular season to the postseason? Yes, there has been. Um, I think, well, first of all, I think that their defense has taken even up another notch. But I think maybe the most, the thing that's changed the most is maybe Kelsey. You know, it felt like during the season – we were talking about how much, like, has Kelsey lost a step? 
what's different with Kelsey, and I think a big part of that was maybe he was banged up during the season. But, man, I mean, since the playoffs have started, maybe he's not quite what he was, but he's still plenty good. I mean, think about the plays he made, especially against the Ravens. They don't win that game. I mean, just the first drive, the fourth and two, where yeah. he was like the third choice yeah. for Mahomes. Then you have the next play uh, where they throw the back shoulder touchdown to him. He has Kyle Hamilton, all pro safety, who might be the best matchup for Kelsey at like 6'4", 215, covering him. Still couldn't do it. I think the biggest difference for the Chiefs has probably been Kelsey and the offensive tackles. The offensive tackles have also played much, much better. All right. Uh, you are here on behalf of Seat Club. Yep. Uh, this sounds fantastic because the amount of times I've looked at buying tickets and then the fees are like the same price as the ticket is ridiculous. So what do we got from Seat Club here that's going to be better? And you know that because you live in Vegas. Where every, yes. yes. Every so, it's worse here than anywhere else. Yes. So Seat Club has no fees, right? So they're just passing along the cost of the ticket. They make no money from the ticket itself, right? They don't make any money. They're making the money from the $99 per year subscription. Right. It's kind of like the Costco model, right? You go to Costco, everything's cheaper there, and you have the $99 annual, annual fee. Annual fee. That's Seat Club. I can't highly recommend it. I just heard about it a couple weeks ago. It's a game changer. Anytime you're looking to buy tickets, you know, you, yeah. what, did, what did you say? The fees are as much yeah, as the ticket the price, price itself. Ticket sometimes. Imagine zero fees. It'd be way better. Imagine zero fees. All you have to do is pay $99 a year, which is unbelievable. Like, if you think about it, if you spend money on, what, $500 maybe in tickets a year, you'll already break even. Right. And he gave me right. a code, Ross, to get even 50% discount for your first year membership. So it's actually $45. All right. C-Club has the exact same inventory as all the other sites. They just don't have fees. They don't have markups. If you're living in Vegas and you go to a lot of shows, I'm not even asking you to go to C-Club.com. I'm telling you, you have to go to C-Club.com. If you live in Las Vegas and you don't go to C-Club.com, no offense, but you're a moron. He's Ross. No offense, though. No we'll, offense, uh, though. We'll make uh, sure we put in Ross when yeah. we uh, when we <laughs> buy our <laughs> annual annual Use ticket. code Ross and you'll get fifty percent <laughs> off. You Ross. know, you see, you're the yes. one that brought up the fees. <laughs> yes. I didn't. He's Ross Tucker. Ross, thank you so much. Thank for you, joining Ross. Us. My pleasure. Great talking with you guys. Yes, take care. So there is Ross Tucker again. The Ross Tucker podcast. Also, he's over on the DraftKings stage way too early in the morning, and it is Seat Club with code Ross. Get fifty percent off that uh, subscription. Uh, thanks to Ross Tucker for joining us. We're going to step aside. We're going to come back right after this with Bischoff's Briefs. It's Bischoff's Briefs, brought to you by Paul Law. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. We've got a couple of tickets to give away to go see the Las Vegas Desert Dogs there at Michelob Ultra Arena inside the Mandalay Bay, which is exactly where we are right now. There's going to be a special performance by the world-famous Mini Kiss as well. You're going to have your chance to win a limited edition framed, autographed, and numbered end-of-the-road Kiss Tour poster or $1,000 in cash. All of that brought to you by Dollar Loan Center. 702-364-1100. That is the phone number. If you want to win a pair of tickets to go see the Las Vegas Desert Dogs, call in now. Caller number three at 702-364-1100 is taking home a pair of tickets to go see the Desert Dogs. We are out here at Radio Row. Ari's back in the studio. 
hectic show today. Ari's, Ari's, Ari's a great job. solid. Yeah, Ari's been solid. We've today. had to change multiple things on the fly. Uh, yeah, but that that uh, front page when he oh. came through with the music and he came through with the uh, inter intertwine there for after each segment. I love it. You're impressed. All he right. Was, oh, I'm impressed. Look at that. All right, Bischoff's briefs today, though. Uh, we got to talk about uh, some trade options. Bill Barnwell of ESPN wrote a very extensive story about what the Chicago Bears could do at number one. So obviously they could keep the pick and draft somebody and trade fields. They could trade down to two. They could trade down to three, still get a quarterback, but acquire some assets. They could trade out of the top three, right, and get a whole haul. So this was the package that Bill Barnwell suggested if the Raiders were going to make the move all the way up to number one. Let me know if you would do this. The Raiders would be sending pick number 13, right. so their first round pick, pick number 44, their second round pick, and 77, their third round pick. All in this draft. And then a first and a third round pick in 2025 and a first and a second round pick in 2025. Six. So you would get the number one overall pick, but you'd be sending three first to the Bears, um, and you would be sending uh, another second, excuse me, your second and your third this year, and then an additional second and an additional third. It's seven oh, picks in total. Trusha Walker. It's seven picks in total Walker. to and go get, get number one. And I get Caleb Williams? Yep. I'm pulling the trigger. You are? Yes. Uh-oh. You want I'm, the quarterback that I want, badly? I want him that badly. You want Caleb Williams, and you're doing all that. Yeah. I want Caleb Williams. All right. I, if the Raiders do it, I don't think I would do it, but I don't think it's a bad decision if the Raiders do, in fact, do it. Because the number one question that we've been asking this offseason, and to be honest, even when Derek Carr was here, who's the quarterback? Who's the quarterback? How you catching Patrick right. Mahomes? You're not doing it with Derek Carr. You're not doing it with Jimmy Garoppolo. You're not doing it with Aiden O'Connell. Right. And you need the quarterback. Caleb Williams might suck. Like, Caleb Williams might we be We don't a bust, know what he's doing. Right? Like, there's a chance that well, happens, He could be obviously. a Hall of Famer. But it gives you the option of having that star quarterback. Right. And I know we project more than the Chargers probably deserve to be projected on because the Chargers always find a way to fail. But I am expecting the Chargers to be good over the next five seasons, however long Harbaugh's there. I am expecting that to be a legitimate playoff team better than what the Raiders are. They need to have the answer at quarterback. Yeah. To and combat so, him, to combat, to combat Harbaugh, uh, Herbert, and Mahomes. Yeah. And so I don't think I would want to trade that much because I do think the risk of Caleb Williams being a bust is significant. And, like, if you give all that up and Caleb Williams isn't very good, you're going to be even further back as an organization. But uh, I would not be against them actually doing it. My big question would be, all right, you give up all of those. You basically kind of neuter yourself in the draft for three right. years. You give up all those picks. You have Caleb Williams. Even if he's not superstar good, if he's just solid, really good, can you build a good enough roster around him over these next By losing all years? those picks. Right. Because like, those are, in theory, you're not going to hit on everything, but in theory you're talking three first-round picks, two second-round picks, two third-round picks that you won't have anymore. That is, those are seven picks that, yeah. you know, if you hit on four of them, five of them, that's four or five starters that you should be drafting over the next few years. Can you still build a good enough roster 
around Caleb Williams if you give up all those picks? I don't know. You'd have to hit elsewhere. Yeah, you you would. You'd have, you'd have you'd, to hit elsewhere. Telesco would have to be good at the end of the draft, right? Which he has not been in his eleven year tenure. And maybe as a free GM. agency, right? And free agency. Yeah, you'd have to hit. So that would be my big question. Because again, if Williams is a superstar, it doesn't really matter. Like right. he's if he's a superstar, you're probably going to be good no matter what. And if he's a bust, you blew it, and Telesco's getting fired, and it doesn't matter. But if he's just good, right? If he's just like, hey, he's the twelfth best quarterback in the league. You can win with that, especially when he's on his rookie deal. But can you build up a good enough roster right, when you're giving him. up all those picks? Right. That would be my big hesitation. So that's the intriguing part of that for the Bears. Um, on the other side, if you're the Chicago Bears and I tell you the Raiders want to come up to one, you're keeping Justin Fields as your quarterback, you're getting seven picks. <laughs> you're getting three first over three years, a uh, couple more seconds, a couple more thirds. Is that worth it for what Caleb Williams could be? I think for them it is. Is it worth it to keep Justin Fields as the quarterback with all those picks now coming in from the Raiders? To build around him more? Probably. To build around him more and give him more weapons and, and give him more of a chance to succeed? Probably. The downside of, of Justin Fields, well, okay, <laughs> He might not be any good, but the downside of Fields in his contract situation is that he's got one more year, then his fifth-year option if the Bears pick it if up pick or it up. whoever he gets traded to picks it up. So conceivably you have two more years, and it's like $24 million or something like that over those two years, which is not a lot. And the problem is is that, okay, then are you committed to him beyond right. that? Right. And if you are, you're paying him big money, and it's harder to win when you pay your quarterback money. But if you have all these picks, those guys are all going to be on rookie deals cheap deals and if you hit on them it might actually work out the other thing that i think is interesting from the bears they could make this trade or a trade like this with the raiders get all these picks play justin fields next year and then let him go right you don't have to pick up the option because if you have all these picks you, you might be drafting you might be able to draft a quarterback next right. year or the following year right. and answer your problems that way while acquiring a, all these other all these other players Paul and teams probably shouldn't do this because we saw a good example with like the Texans this year being much better than expected but it is the Raiders they're not winning very much very often they're not picking in the 20s there's a chance that's a top 10 pick or something yes. like that there's a chance I mean it's probably going to be in the well teams. especially if he's not very good right so there's a chance you make that trade and you get back a, a solid pick in return um, but if I were the Bears, I'm drafting Caleb Williams. Okay. And I'm even if the field's offers and you're aren't moving very him. good. Yeah, even if they're not very good, I'm drafting Caleb Williams because I am similar similar spot as the Raiders. I am trying to find that generational, generational quarterback. quarterback. And they have the number one pick. How often are they going to have that number one pick themselves? I'm drafting Caleb Williams and trying to make it happen that way. Because, again, if he's a superstar, you're good. The rest of it doesn't – I mean, it does matter, but the rest of it doesn't really matter a whole lot if Caleb Williams actually is a superstar. I'd still – if I'm the Raiders, I have no problem making that deal if I get Caleb Williams. I want to take the shot at him. Yeah, I th- Because I think if he I ends up too. generational and you could have had him, that's going to look bad. The other – okay, the other part about this with Telesco. How well, this way he's not trading back. <laughs> He's straightened up. He's straightened up. How does 
job security fit into this? Because if well, you trade all that you for give Caleb all that, Williams, he's a bust. And two years later, we're like, okay, that guy can't play. He's fired. Yeah, I mean, he's on the hook yeah, for sure. Telesco's fired. Yeah. Um, do you think that plays at all into the decision making the Raiders would make to potentially trade up to draft a quarterback? I mean, do you guys think that way? If 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 the generational quarterback, if they if they truly believe he's generational if they you know they watch the tape they work him out they meet with him and they truly believe he can be generational is that the first thing you're thinking about i know you're thinking about job security yeah. everyone no one wants to get fired but are you also thinking on the other side of things this guy could win us a super bowl and i won't be i, I not only won't be fired i'll be the gm here for the next 20 years i okay i guess the question comes down to how convinced can a gm and a head coach be that a guy is generational talent good like, how convinced can you be from scouting and college and everything? Because, I mean, if you are convinced, you, you'd give up more than this. Yes. If you, if you knew Caleb Williams is a future top five quarterback in the league, you'll, you'll give up all of your picks in this draft and next year's draft to go get him. Um, but how, how convinced can you actually be, I guess, is my question. Can you, do, do they sit down and say, yes, we absolutely know Caleb Williams? Or is it well, more like – Well, I don't like, think there's any absolute right. anything. Or do you sit down and say, okay – there's a 35% chance he is a superstar top five quarterback in the league, you know, for, throughout for his career. Three. There's a 35% chance he's, he's just com- really good. And then there's what, what percent? There's a 30% chance he's just a complete bust. Right. And if that's how you look it down, is it worth that 35% chance he's just a superstar to give all that up? It might be. I think when you look what you have, it probably is. Yeah, Aiden O'Connell's over here throwing at the bounty thing and scoring less than Greg Salerno. Salerno's so. making more over there. Well, let's get Caleb Williams out here and see if he can uh, beat Greg Salerno <laughs> at the bounty uh, wingman quarterback challenge. And if he can, trade up. Go draft him. Uh, so we'll see. But that was a, a good exercise, I think, on what it would take for the Raiders to actually get up to number one. It's quite a haul if it's if it is even if a possibility. Even, if it's even yeah. a possibility. The Bears might not even answer the phone. Right. Might just say, forget about it. This we're is who we're taking. Yeah. All right, coming up next, J.R. Starkus joins the show. I must find Clyden. Yeah, no, no problem. Yeah, he just left his baby with two drunk dudes. Reminds me of my dad. Only thing is, one, we're not babies. And two, we're not that drunk. It's never too early for him to mix up some drinks, even if it's only nine in the morning. Find out what's on tab with extreme mixologist J.R. Starkus. Follow him on Instagram at J.R. Makes Drinks. You know, this week we had to call him. He didn't tell us at 915 he had to call us. Yeah, I mean, that's a. What are you taking a shot at him? Well, he's taking a shot at us about the tweet. Uh, so I, I got to stand behind my guy, Danny Smythe. Oh wait, did we not I'm send out a tweet again today? No, we didn't. Oh yeah, that's Danny's fault. That this is a hundred percent Danny's fault. How are you, buddy? Southern Glares Wine Spirits Beer of Nevada. <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. Is it? Uh, I tried. Tried my hardest. I was supposed to go to dinner at Mandalay Bay last night. Oh. Um, I waited in traffic for like an hour and a half before they told me the garage was full, and then I gave up. It was absolute insanity down there. Uh, how is it getting down there every day? It's got to be miserable. 
Uh, at the time we easy. roll in, we just roll in. It's it's early in the morning. It's just right off ranks. It's so easy, Jr. I feel bad for you for waiting in traffic because I had no problem whatsoever. And I saw that traffic, by the way, yesterday when I left here. I saw that. That was if you were stuck in that, I feel bad for you. That was not good. Yes, I I, I was. I, I got all the way up to I got all the way up to the the, the entrance to Mandalay Bay off Frank Sinatra just to have the officer say employees only, garage is full, go park at Luxor. And naturally, everybody had already parked at Luxor. I, I was I was surrounded in traffic uh, for literally an hour and a half before I said I, I called, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to make it. I'll try again later. <laughs> What'd you end up eating instead? Uh, you uh, eggs and uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Oh, oh that's nice. Okay. That sounds like a college what dinner a, if I've ever heard one. What a combination. One. Yeah, no, it's it's. I can't, my wife. I called my wife. I'm like, all right, I'm coming home. And she's like, "Do you want anything?" And I'm like, "I'll just figure it out when I get there." And that's what I—that's what I had when I uh, when I got home. I'm like, ah, that'll do. Oh, it's been so insanely busy. I barely—I I crushed, I crushed it, and then just went back to work. Oh, that's that's what I ate in college. It's like, yeah, what do we have? I got one egg and some bread. Let's go. Let's knock this out. So Jr. Starkus eats like just like your son is probably eating as well. Yeah, yeah peanut uh, butter and jelly is huge. Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I'll admit. Yeah. Um, what are you What are you doing this week? Besides being stuck in traffic, you got. I know I asked you last week, and you didn't have a whole lot going on yet. So what are you What have you been doing already? Well, I mean, me like you know, I haven't. I, I'm glad I didn't have any like gigs this week because I don't know how I would even have time. There are so many new accounts that are opening up in our city, and everybody is pressing to get open before this weekend because they want to capitalize on all the people coming here. So I've been on the computer since about four thirty this morning. Um, talking with customers, trying to get them stuff before this weekend. So it's been it's been insane. You've been up since four thirty, and you found a way to send a tweet that Danny still couldn't do. Yeah, you know, I mean, I was waiting for it, and you know, I was like, oh, he'll send it any second now. <laughs> and then you know, the show started, and I was like, okay, any, it's got to come any second now. And then uh, nothing, and it was like eight thirty. I'm like, why well, go on in an hour? So I guess I better do this myself because. You know, when Ed did it, Ed would have it out really early, maybe around 6.30 in the morning, 6.45. Uh, but then he, can't, he turned over to Danny, and, and uh, it's gone downhill ever since. So it's a bad situation over there. We need to start, uh, you know, maybe, maybe talking about a replacement. You'd be proud of Danny, though. He's walking around here in a nice sport jacket with jeans, with a collared shirt, uh, nice, some nice loafers on. Uh, he's got oh, the. Wow. Uh, He's got the Trenta drink. I didn't even know Starbucks had a Trenta. I just thought they stopped at Vente. But he went Trenta <laughs> today because he needed a three three times the coffee. Uh, and he's grabbing guests for everybody. So you'd be proud of Danny Smite today. He's at, he's he's working. He's working hard. He's working hard. He's not he's not going around looking for uh, the top call, the top high school athletes that he can like report on for the spring or anything like that. <laughs> no, he's he's looking for celebrities. Oh, okay. All right. Is Celebr- he bringing yeah. stuff? Is he is he is he catching anything he's fishing for or what? Uh, I don't know who he's responsible for. We've had a pretty good day today, although I am going to complain because there's a former Lights FC soccer player walking around, and he told them that I knew him and that I would interview him. I've never heard of this guy in my life. And he's a former player. Yeah, used to play for the Lights. I don't even know why he's here, but Danny just volunteered that I knew him. I've never heard of this guy in my life. Well, be a great interview. Was, if there was one person that would know an, uh, a light FC former player, it would be you. So, 
I mean, I guess. It doesn't mean I need that needs to be volunteered. Like, uh, what are we doing here? So, you know, I'm not. Danny's been fine this morning, but I'm still going to complain about him because I'm on your side, JR. We need, we need better out of Danny. We need better. All right, uh, JR, give me some. Are you going to place any bets? I know we like to make fun of Danny. you got to give me one thing you want to bet on for the Super Bowl. Um, all right, so I would say, well, give me, give me a couple options because I don't bet on the Super Bowl. I do that. I don't bet on it on purpose. I know. People you're no on. fun. You're no fun. Yeah, all I right. Know. Do you want, like, like a serious one where it's, like, Isaiah Pacheco, 65 and a half rushing yards? Or do you over. want, like, or do you want, oh, over. Okay. He's just going to rip them oh, off. Oh, there here. you go. All okay. right. Very good. I wish I, I should pull there up a go. sheet in front of me here and just get JR to give us all of them. All right. Which quarter will be the highest scoring quarter? Third. Third, okay, that's okay. one of the underdogs. It's, I think second and fourth are the two most popular, or most favorite, or whatever you want to say. Will there be a successful two-point conversion? No. No. Oh, oh he is flying through these, Ed. He you is might as well do the parlay. Right. You sound more confident than Danny yeah. does. You might as well do the parlay. Yeah, they won't, they won't, they won't need a two-point conversion in this game. Oh, they, who won't need one? <laughs> Uh, I, I'm going to just go out on a limb and say the Niners won't need a two-point conversion. Okay. Oh, all right. And so I you know which side you're leading. They're either winning by a lot or they're getting their butt kicked. So yeah. <laughs> it go by a lot. Right. We're like, don't worry about two points. It doesn't even get us any I, closer. So. I thought you were going to say we know which side you're leaning on. Well, I'm, I'm leaning on the Niners, that's for sure. But, um, you know, you, ne- you never know how these games are going to go. All right. What, <laughs> do you, what are you making us for the Super Bowl this weekend? All right, so I, you know, obviously the drink is going to be red, and it doesn't matter um, which a fan team fan you are. This this drink will work because it is a red cocktail. I wanted to do something that was a little San Francisco themed, of course. Um, so uh, not only is it red, but I I used uh, vodka sky pineapple. I chose sky pineapple because while it's not anymore, it was founded and, and originally uh, made in San Francisco. Um, so this drink is going to incorporate some sky pineapple. It's also going to include a little bit of a, um, it's a habanero shrub. It's, you could, you could think of it as kind of like a bitter as well, but it's a shrub. It's going to add a little bit of spice. And I did that for the quote unquote, the bang bang factor of this cocktail. So for all my Niner fans, here's a drink that you can make this weekend. It's going to be a shaken drink served tall, um, over ice. It's an ounce and a half of sky pineapple followed by three quarters of an ounce of Aperol. And then I did a little mixture of fresh lemon juice and agave, um, like three-quarter ounces fresh lemon and a half of an ounce of agave mixed together. If you like a little bit more sour, you can go up to an ounce of lemon juice if you so desire. Then you're going to take those ingredients, add a a little bit of the Bitterman's habanero shrub, and that's just going to give you a little bit of that spice on the back end. Shake them all together. Before you strain it over ice, you want to add about two to three ounces of Fever Tree sparkling grapefruit soda. Strain it all over fresh ice, garnish it um, with a piece of fresh mint, and I actually took a pineapple wheel that was dehydrated, and I dyed it red uh, to give us a little more red color in the drink, and uh, that will be your drink for this Super Bowl Sunday if you're not drinking beer like most people are. How the hell do you dye it red? You dyed a dehydrated pineapple wheel red? What does that even mean? You just got red food coloring? And then you throw it in a dehydrator, and, and, and it's red. So, I mean, if you want to, you don't. Obviously, you don't have to do that. Uh, but you know, just to keep on theme, that's what I did. All right, Jr. Are you uh, are you on board with me that you would like a Taylor Swift camera to see her the, excuse me, the entire game? Uh, I am not on board with that. Come whatsoever. on, uh, I don't want to see her at all. Uh, what a hater! Not a single time. 
Um, actually, no, that's not true. I would like to see her when, um, you know, like Travis Kelsey has no catches. Right, that's, that's what I wanted. Yeah, that's yes. when I want to see her. I want to see her crying, hands in her face, um, thinking to herself, what a loser this guy is. I win awards, <laughs> he doesn't. That's what I want to see. see I, so I want to see it after the game. I just want to know, is she in that booth yelling at, like, Andy Reid or Patrick Mahomes because they're not getting the ball to Travis Kelsey? That's what I want to know because that's how, like, I would react if I was Travis Kelsey's anything related to him or whatever. I'd be like, these bums are not throwing Travis the ball, and I want to know if Taylor Swift is doing that because that would make her uh, the most legitimate football fan that we have. All right, JR, uh, we we appreciate it. Uh, We uh, might see you next week, huh? Yeah, we'll see you next week, guys. All, All right, right, buddy. There's Jared Southern Glazers Wine, Spirits, and Beer of Nevada. All right, we got some tickets to give away. Uh, if you want to go see Burt Kreischer and Tom Segura, go deep. They are here this week, MGM Grand Garden, on February 10th. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. Tom Segura, Burt Kreischer. If you want a pair of tickets, 702-364-1100 is the phone number. Caller 8 at 702-364-1100. Weight room's nice, though. Maybe. On Sunday, the biggest big game bash is back at the downtown Las Vegas Event Center. That is going to be the place to watch the game. It's a free event. It's a 21 and over event. Going to have a massive screen with stadium sound. Going to be a great place to watch it. There's going to be food truck vendors from all over the valley, uh, including Milkshake Wasted, Birria Bros, uh, plenty of food available. Uh, Also, private man caves and tables are available for reservation. You can head to dlvec.com for more information. That is dlvec.com. Also, Circa Squares, much better way to do squares than just getting randomly assigned numbers to you in your office pool. You actually get to pick your squares, different odds for different squares. So pick out your own squares. That is Circa Squares. Circa Squares and the biggest big game bash, DLVEC.com, for more information. Um, Are the 49ers a bunch of crybabies? I think their trainers are. Or excuse me, they're, they're field maintenance people, might be. Okay. Because the players and the coaches have complimented the Fertitta football complex other than the field, the weight room, the locker rooms, Pac-12 let, players. Let they, me read some quotes to you because Mike Ramallah from The Sun talked to a bunch of random 49ers. We got Jake Brindle said of the facilities, they're great. That's the largest locker room I've ever seen in college. It's been good. He played at UCLA. Uh, to Sean Gibson, who played at Wyoming, said, I'm shocked because they're in the Mountain West. I'm shocked the locker room is that nice. we got to do better at Wyoming. The fields are the fields, but the weight room and fields everything are the is fields. It's pretty decent. Um, Demandre Lenore said, UNLV, I love their locker room. It reminds me of Oregon's. This whole setup was exactly how ours was. The facilities are just like Oregon's, too. And Chase Young said, it's real good. We've got the tubs for pre-practice. Nice locker room. Definitely a tip-top facility. I love that Chase Young was like, oh, we got the tubs. As long as we got the tubs, we're good to go. No one mentioned the barber. No. Well, that's because there's not a barber there. Well, you could bring one in. Right. That's ridiculous. If you brought one in, you right. show but if the you guys br- an ability if to If you cut bring one in, he can cut your hair anywhere. You could bring one into your hotel room at Lake Las Vegas. He doesn't have to. You know, yeah, come to the facility. Yeah, he's, that's he's stupid. Make, him, make, the, make the guy make some that, money? Have the guy make some tips? That's one of like the weirdest things. We've got a barber shop, what, the but, barber there's no, shop? but there's no barber. You can get I your hair cut I think the kids cut, cut their anywhere. own hair. Yeah, that, well, I know. That's I think the they thing. do their own hair. Which you can also do anywhere. 
the whole point of a barbershop is that's where the barbers are, and you go to the barbers. If you have a barbershop without a barber, it's just a room. It's just a room with a little chair that you can move up and down. That's all that's that's it's all. Nice it for is. recruiting, Tyler. Is it? Yes. Have they landed a recruit yes. because of the yes. barber shop? I think that's why he's recruiting so well. By the way, the barber he's shop. He's top twenty-five in recruiting he's right like, now. Oh my the god! They get, does he tell them there's the no? Room. Does he tell them there's no barber? No, he doesn't say okay, that. Okay, all right. So they get no. here and they're like, "Wait a minute! Yeah, where's, where's the, the barber? barber? Unbelievable!" So I don't think they're. I think, I think the guys who had the problems with the field. I don't think those were players, although the players have since said, uh, "The field is what it is." So okay. That sounds like such a fake complaint. The field? The field is too soft. Soft. Spongy. Soft. The grass is too soft. What, it, what, what, what does that matter? I don't know. They're very particular, man. They got like, th- they got like 30 pairs of shoes each the, game. The Raiders played on a field at the end of the season where there was dirt in the end zone. Yeah, that was bad. The, the grass was dead. That was bad. In the end zone. Did they get into the end zone? The Met, well, yeah, they won that <laughs> game. The MetLife turf takes somebody's ACL every time they play. And now it's like, oh, the grass is a little soft, guys. Everything everything that I've read has been it's not a safety issue. Everything I've read, they've clarified. This isn't because of safety. It's just different. We just don't like how soft it is. So find, like, Find the shoes that you can get in. So, like, what? Like, McCaffrey's out there trying to cut, and he's a little slower because it's soft? Maybe so. It'll be like, you know, baseball players swing little donuts on their bats in the on-deck circle. It'll be like that. You'll just be fast when you hit the real <laughs> field. They'll be so much faster than the, than the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I... I don't know. It doesn't seem like a legitimate complaint. If they were coming out and being like, okay, we laid the grass over the turf and the grass is like pulling apart at some seams right, and like it's, right. it's, it's dangerous. dangerous, then you'd so be like, hurt ourselves. you'd be like, oh, obviously, don't do right. that. But they're just saying, like, that's a little spongy. Like, okay, run. Like, what do you mean? What's the problem? I, it seems like a big, big, a bunch of whining. All right. We'll see how they play on Sunday. If they, they win 38-7, to 7, they're going to say the grass was great. Are we going to blame or give credit to the facilities? Let's give the, let's give credit to Fertitta if they win 38-7. to 7. Okay. The, do, do they get a ring? All the Fertittas get a ring? I don't know. The Knights sanded out a bunch of rings. They did. Everybody got a ring on that <laughs> Everybody one. Everybody got a ring on uh, that that's one. That's right. It was uh, Wait, somebody on the Raiders have to get a ring, right? For If, if, if the Chiefs would. win. They're using the facility. It's indoors. Oh yeah, the Chiefs. Did you win. see them give Mark rings Davis in all, in all their lockers when oh. they come in next year? They got rings from the Chiefs. And it says Chiefs on it. Do you know how funny red, that would be? Red, red diamonds and everything. Do you know how funny that would be? They should absolutely do that. If the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, maybe not rings. They should absolutely send some sort of thank you to the to, to the, the Raiders, Raiders for yes. their facility and hospitality, yes. and be like, we couldn't have done this without you. Yes. Oh, That'd that be would hilarious. be great. That'd God, be man, huge present. I've got so many ideas some, for the Chiefs if they win the Super Bowl. Some barbecue from Kansas City. Oh. Feed those guys for a couple weeks. That'd be so great. Or it, did you see the mic'd up thing of Andy Reid? I think it was the NFL tweeted out. It's mic. It's like different clips from him throughout his entire career, like when he's with the Eagles still and all that stuff. The amount of times that guy talks about cheeseburgers is unbelievable. <laughs> he brings up cheeseburgers all the time. And in the mic'd up, there's like three clips of him being like, you want to bet a cheeseburger? On when he's like just betting like a, games, no, like they're they're at practice or whatever, and I don't you don't get the context of like are they betting on something, but he's like you he like three times like you want to bet a cheeseburger on that, 
He's in that State Farm commercial at Burger King. Yeah, he's out having, here having the nice bite of the cheeseburger. Yeah, he's out here talking about betting cheeseburgers all the time. You know, there's place called Cheeseburgers. How? Oh, there has to be. There we has got, to we be. got corn dog last corn year. Corn dog last year. So, it so has, there has I, to be cheeseburger. I'm excited to find out what ridiculous named. He probably had cheeseburger like in his first years, and he right. had to evolve from cheeseburger. <laughs> he got to corn dog last year, so I don't know. Maybe a quesadilla this time around. <laughs> quesadilla we'll, yeah. on three. Yeah, it'll be a great <laughs> flight. Everybody knows what to do. If we hear Mahomes, Yell out, the mic quesadilla. pick up an audible quesadilla. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. Be a great play call. Every one of their play calls should be food related. Yes. That'd be the best way to do it. So, yeah, facilities, stop whining about it. If you like the tubs, then the field's not a big deal. They go do, get in your cold tubs. They do have those tubs out yeah, there. Yeah, go get in your See cold tubs. See those guys tubs. after the UNLV practices. They get in the, the tubs. tubs. Chase Young was excited about the tubs. Yeah. And you're good to go that way. So, uh, nice. Uh, it's The funny part about it is UNL's, UNLV's facility is getting good reviews. Yes, absolutely. The overall narrative after this week is going to be UNLV has a bad facility. From who? Every, everybody that's not here. Explain that. What do you mean? The, it's all everybody's been because they've been complaints. they've been praising it. No, no, oh, no. They, oh, nobody, okay. nobody outside oh. of us okay. cares that about UNLV's. Jake Brindle said it's a large right, locker right, room. Right, right. Nobody outside of us cares that it's, Chase Young says, it's says a nice they've got the, room tub. got the tub. Right. The the main headline is they don't like the field. Right. And right. people don't read beyond the headline, right. so they're going to think UNLV's facility sucks. Because of the field. Right. And I don't even know how many people that see the headline know they laid grass on top of the turf, and right. that's why the field is soft, which is still not UNLV's fault. Right? So what so the NFL does, what the, the Niners want, because right. they're going to play on grass on Sunday. That's what the funny part of this is, is that they're getting good reviews from the people that are there, right. but I guarantee after the Super Bowl, next week, you ask a random NFL fan, UNLV's facility, they'll be like, oh, it must have sucked. Right, because the, the Niners, Niners are whining yeah. about the field. And it's, the grass. That's what's going to happen here, and it's not even and it's not even been the players so much as it's been the NFL. The NFLPA is the one that put out a big complaint about it yesterday. It wasn't Goodell. Goodell no. said it was fine. Goodell said, people, "Suck uh, it up, Niners. Yeah. Get your cleats on and figure it out. Your different cleats." Radio Row. We're back for one more day tomorrow.